0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Artificial Talk. I'm your host, Tristan, and I'm here with my co-host Oi, today. Hello, everyone. All right, and we've got a whole suite of fun topics for you guys today. Actually, a lot of just, like, law stuff against yeah. tech companies, because what yep. a world we live <laughs> in. Um, so i let's jump right into it. Let's talk about the antitrust case against... I'm just going to call them the tech titans because There's it so sounds many of them. cool. Um, <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll start with the most prominent one. Uh, and I guess that would be the U.S. case that recently, we, the congressional hearing we actually recently just got passed here. So I'm, I'm going to start by asking you this question, Woos. What did you think of that hearing?
1: Um, well, honestly, I thought it was kind of comedic with the questions they were asking. Um, I thought it was very interesting how Apple kind of got, you know, let off a little easier than everyone else. I mean, Amazon kind of got, like, you know, marinated and put on the barbecue and just grilled, like, the entire time, um, along with Facebook. And, um, you know, it's it, it interesting to hear these um, uh, these comments from these congressional people who clearly don't have a strong grasp of what they're trying to argue, but... um I don't know. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out in the U.S. at least, because I mean, after this hearing, there were all these like Germany started investigating Amazon. You know, there's the whole EU case against Apple in um in in, in EU. Um, and uh, it'll it's very strange to see all four CEOs in the same Zoom call. <laughs> it, it was kind of like surreal. It was like we're in like a class or something. <laughs>
0: I love the tech issues that Jeff Bezos had, like partway through it too, where he couldn't unmute himself. Yeah, he owns 60 of the internet, but he can't unmute himself on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it is so. It is interesting. I and out of all the companies that were there, uh, the whole thing being that they were essentially monopolies in their own spaces. It was, I think, out of all the companies that were there the biggest monopolies i think were by far google and Mm -hmm. uh amazon in particular i think apple and hilariously even facebook for all intents and purposes don't really have monopolies in the same way like like you're not using good example google for example you're not using anything but google search basically like Advertising is all in Google. I think there's very other there's very few companies outside of maybe Facebook that could even compete at that level if they mm-hmm. even can. Um, and Amazon, of course, retail is dead as far as we're concerned in the modern age. And if Amazon goes down, by the way, uh, most of your sites will also go down yeah. with it, which they didn't really touch on in the congressional hearings, which I thought was... And maybe it's because people didn't... People didn't don't really under know that part of Amazon, but it's interesting. The one areas they did question both Face, uh, not Facebook, Apple and um, Facebook tended to be on well Facebook with their social media and Apple with their mm-hmm. App Store in particular. So, did you think those were the right areas to go after them? Do you think that was a little well
1: for Apple? There, there's not really any other place where you could call them a monopoly I mean even on the app store it's kind of pushing the term monopoly um, because I mean like they created it so it's not like I don't know it's not really a good way to describe it because it's like all just digital I mean I guess technically they would be monopoly because there's no other way you can get in except through Apple um, but it's for um, what was the other example
0: that you gave? Facebook. I think yeah, Facebook, especially with the rise of sort of TikTok becoming right, so yeah, large it, it's and it, massive. I, think, I,
1: think I I don't know if you've heard about this, but have you heard, have you heard of uh, Instagram Reels? It's like their TikTok. Yes. It's so strange. Like it just, it just, it, it just re- TikToks. it's just TikTok It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Um, it doesn't. It's very strange to see all these companies basically just scramble to copy. This one company who's now going to be leaving the U.S., essentially, if they don't get sold. Um, I don't know. I think it's... I mean, they gave some very good cases for Facebook. I mean, like, you know, the emails of, if you don't sell to us, we're just going to copy you and steal all your people. You know, it's... it's. Uh, they definitely have some good points in there, but... I don't know. Facebook, it's not very popular with the young people. I don't understand why people are so fessed up about it. I mean, the only way that they're getting young people data is through like, Oculus and stuff, which, I mean, like, now, recently, they said, by, by, like, next year, you have to use your Facebook account with Oculus in order for it to work. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of like... I suppose maybe for data collection, but, I don't know, for social media, I feel like there's not... No one really... Like, like other than Instagram, maybe. Like Instagram's popular, Facebook isn't popular. Snapchat is kind of dying. Let's be honest. Um, you know, there's Twitter. There's like, I feel like everything's consolidated, and there's not really any more room to expand. You know, I mean, TikTok came along and took the world by storm. So, I mean, what do I know? I, ha- I haven't, I haven't True. come up with a social media app. Um, so I mean, I guess you could t- think of them a monopoly, but it's very strange because I mean, it's, it's just, it's weird to think about a monopoly in that way you know what i mean
0: yeah and it, especially since the last big antitrust against a Microsoft. tech company was yeah back Microsoft. in the 90s yeah back in yeah um and i think that argument was over basically internet explorer in particular i think that was the big uh the big point of that hearing was internet explorer was mm. pre-installed and it killed their competitors like netscaped and uh I'm going to forget what what other browsers you paid yeah. for at the time by the way which is weird. Um but even then Microsoft actually didn't get they didn't get a full antitrust mm-hmm. consequence from that. Uh they they did get a slap on the wrist, like a pretty severe like slap. But it was kind of just it was more just like hey, you know, don't don't go any further or we're really going to get you in right. trouble sort of thing. And now we're sort of at the point. I, I honestly don't think for any of these four companies, they could really make that case again and actually put the the full antitrust consequence, like break up the company's type consequence. Well, for Amazon, I think you could make that case. For
1: the retail side, at least. You could definitely make that case because the points that they brought up in the hearing were you're using data that your other sellers on the platform cannot see or use. And you're using that data to make cheaper and better products um so sure so that's the side that i think they could definitely break up you know amazon selling stuff and then the retail side of things like th- that i think will probably get broken up like amazon echo products like those will probably be their own thing on the platform
0: mm. i mean i could i can see that but even then a lot of the time like even, even on that scale, like same, same with Google. You could actually make the argument the same for Google. You say Google search and Google advertising should maybe be broken up into separate platforms. But a lot of the time, Google advertising isn't just through Google search. A lot of times, it's on the website you visit and all that sort of thing. Um, well, I think, I think that's the so, point is that they don't want one
1: company to be doing everything. Right. So I so I, I no, they right, definitely right, right. mentioned ads um, and YouTube and search. And they said, and I remember one, I think the main, the head of the hearing, he, he I think he said that they need to be broken up into search Google and uh, search ads and YouTube. Um, and it'd be very interesting to see how that would happen because, you know, they're so intertwined, especially YouTube and AdSense. I mean, those are like the same company right. basically right now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they manage to split that up in a way that works if they do at all. Um, I mean, I I don't know what steps they could take to do just a slap
0: on the wrist. Um, They could do the same. I was going to say, they could do the same thing they did to Microsoft though. And for all intents and purposes, you could probably make the argument that Internet Explorer and Windows should be two, maybe not two separate companies, but they should be broken up in that way. They didn't end up doing that. And I think arguably because a lot of these services, as you said, are so intertwined that I think breaking them up would be honestly like near impossible to some extent even, even right, in amazon's yeah. case i think you could make the argument of breaking up their platform where else is amazon basics as a company going to sell they'd have to other be amazon? amazon they'd have they'd,
1: ha- they'd have to basically yeah. split apart and be a whole another company that just sells on amazon or just or maybe they'll just kill that platform entirely i don't think they would but, but I, I don't it, think it makes so, way no. too much money uh it'd have to be called just Basics or something—I don't know. Whatever, whatever, whatever—the new platform would be.
0: Yeah, I see. It's it's hard though because I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go f- for a second, go away from the whole antitrust mm-hmm. perspective. I'm actually gonna take it from the consumer perspective for just a second here. Now we're both consumers. We both use a lot of these company services, if not all of them here and there. I think you could probably make the argument that if you were to break up a lot of these companies. I think you would do some pretty serious damage to, I, I'm going to call it the, the customer experience. I think is maybe the best way to put it. If you were to break up Amazon and Amazon Basics, for example, I think that's maybe the least mm-hmm. damaging one. Like I just by the nature of the fact that you can order from Amazon Basics or from both, you know, a similar company of the same, that makes the same product. I think in the case of like Google, for example, though, I think that, them breaking up like their advertising, their search and YouTube, for example, I think that could actually damage the customer experience a lot more though. And I I think so. So here's my reason. I think most people, for the most part, when they go on YouTube and they have a Google account, I don't think most people realize that uh, Google actually builds a profile for you, a search, a profile, so that it can send specific ads to you to, you know, depend on what you like, what your preference is and all that sort of thing. So I think it would be more jarring if you went onto YouTube, for example, and YouTube, you know, loads up its first, the pre-roll ad sort of thing. And that ad has, uh, I don't know, uh, a good example of something that maybe you don't, maybe it loads up a pets commercial. But you don't own a dog and you don't care for pets. You actually Mm -hmm. hate animals. You absolutely hate having a pet sort of thing. All of a sudden this ad about pets comes up and you're like, why are you showing me this Mm -hmm. ad sort of thing? And it might be enough that you're like I don't I just watch less YouTube because I don't like the mm-hmm. ads that come up. Um it, and that's kind of an extreme example, but that's one area where that could actually affect or even Google search for example. If you're looking for something, um it, uh, Google does use its ads to some extent to give you products that uh people actually pay to have displayed at the top of the page if you ever looked at the little mm-hmm. google ad at the top and let's say you look up video recorder there's an ad that says oh this video recorder is what's been sponsored and you know they really want to get their name out there all of a sudden that whole thing is gone what so things like that or even the apple apple and their app store if you were to break those up into separate companies uh for all intents and purposes, that would make that whole yeah, experience Yeah, but for much, Apple, much I don't worse. think
1: they would do that. I think they would just force Apple. I think they would be more of a slap on the wrist, they would just force Apple to allow another easy way to get access to applications, like through Safari. Like, I feel sure. like Apple, very simple. Just be able to download apps on Safari like you can on Mac. I feel like that would be
0: how it would work on Apple, or for Apple. Except that's also, except that's also changing with Apple Silicon coming into play. That's true. Yeah. So we're, that's where this issue gets a little more sticky. This congressional hearing happened as Apple also decided they're switching to Apple yeah. Silicon, which basically makes the App Store the only way onto their platform in the mm-hmm. current moment. I, I can't speak for future or what they did in the past, but as of right now, that's what it's looking like they're trying to do is consolidate everything right, to Right, but
1: I, I, I mean, like, it'll never go away on Mac. The, the day that you take away, you know, being able to download an app from safari on a mac is the day that the mac will die i i, I you're gonna lose so much people. so
0: we're one of our later topics is talking about ipad os right. and mac well, we'll come i think okay. let's go into depth on yeah. uh, that i i do i do have sort of a counter argument to that but i think uh sort of in this antitrust here i think we can both agree the congressional hearing itself i think was more of a formality yeah, than yeah. anything else though just watching it if anything I'm going to be honest. I don't think any of these companies get broken up at all. I think th- the bar for hitting an, an antitrust is so... Um, like the only time antitrust in U.S. history that it, it actually ever hit that bar... Rockefeller. ...was during uh, when Rockefeller owned yeah. all those oil companies. And you could... I mean, that was very simple to do. Is- <laughs> yes. Um, and even after they broke him up, all those companies actually still sent their revenue to the same source... So, you kind of have to look at it and say, "I honestly, the bar for any antitrust is so high. Even Windows, which at the time owned ninety nine percent of all like OSs in the nineties, wasn't held Mm -hmm. for antitrust. So that kind of just puts in perspective the bar that they really have to actually hit an antitrust win. Sort of, I guess, if you want." Yeah, but I mean, like, Uh, yeah, I I have. I'll put it out there. I, I have a serious doubt any of these companies to get broken up. I do think they all get a huge slap on the wrist. Maybe some companies mm-hmm. more than others. Uh, fines and maybe even restrictions on being allowed to buy companies, for example. But I think for the most part, they're pretty much going to emerge unscathed from mm-hmm. this. And I say unscathed in the sense of they're going to be yeah. fine at the end of it. it
1: it'll probably be. Um, I mean, the only one that I could maybe see would be Amazon. But even then, uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah um but anyways let's go ahead let's move on we're actually we're coming back around to apple and google again because the world revolves around them as far as i'm aware mm-hmm. um and epic games is suing apple and google for removing fortnite off both their respective mm-hmm. app stores so i'll start with the context of this epic games did what's known as a server-side updates now but uh, maybe for the uninitiated. There's two types of updates you can do on these platforms. There's the app store update, which you click the big update button in your app store and it updates the app. And there's also what's known as a server side update. Now, smaller developers generally speaking don't do server side updates because it requires you have your own infrastructure to actually push an update like that. Epic games being a multi-billion dollar company of course has the ability to push server side updates. They updated Fortnite and removed payment methods uh, through Google pay and Apple pay. Now, both their app stores do require, if you do go through their stores, you have to have those payment processes in place to allow users to use them. Apple, of course, they force you to have it. There is no other payment alternative. Google does let you have their alternative and your own if you want to have it. They just removed both the Google and Apple's payment methods, uh, respectively. So they both Fortnite got banned, uh, Epic Games released, uh, they're suing both the companies and they also released a 1984 video yeah. uh, parody of the Apple commercial from that era. So, interesting time, you could definitely tell they've been planning this oh, for yeah, a bit. It, 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 when, um, when the lawsuit papers
1: came out, everyone knew that this has been prepared months in advance. This was just this was just baiting absolutely. both companies just to see just to get them to bite. Um I really think that uh you know, these come the apple especially is here to play i mean like they're when apple thinks they're right they're gonna go hard i mean they're saying hey then we're just gonna ban your developer account if you're not gonna do if you're not gonna play by the rules they're gonna stop um letting people use the unreal engine to make uh, ios or any, any apple app they're going to um ban epic games from using apple's entire platform it's gonna be uh kind of yeah. crazy if uh if Apple or or Epic doesn't if one of them doesn't start, you know, leaning one way or the other, it's going to be very uh it's going to be an interesting fight and one that I am very excited
0: to watch. <laughs> yeah. So And it is interesting. I I think if you just take this at face value, it seems like Epic Games, their whole shtick has been, we're fighting for the developers and the freedom of this sort of thing. Um, Particularly, they seem to be targeting that 30% cut Mm. that Apple has on App Store Uh, and and Google for the matter, but they don't seem to be as keen on challenging Google in the same way they're challenging Apple. Um, The interesting... Okay, so... I'm gonna kind of start this, I don't like Epic Games as a start. I'm just gonna throw that out there from the beginning. Not to say I'm an Apple or Google fanboy for the matter. I think 30% personally is too high for Uh some developers. Um, I'll be fair on that end. But uh, the whole, the the, the actual, if you dig into the lawsuit, it seems like Epic Games' goal is to actually establish their own app store. Now, if you're a PC gamer, you know the pain. Steam versus Epic Games. The, now, I don't have an issue with competition. Competition is great. There should be more than one video game mm-hmm. store. My issue comes down to exclusiv- exclusivity is the worst part of yeah. any competition. And it is what Epic Games is bringing back to both, you know. To every platform, uh, basically. The PC. Yeah, every platform. Actually, yeah, there. Every platform. And I don't yeah. like that. Um, and I think it hurts the consumer. It actually removes... When you think about it, they say they're adding choice. It actually removes your choice as a consumer which, though, to exactly. choose what platform you buy on.
1: Um, I know they just right. um, put uh, their games back on Steam after Steam lowered their cut, to, I think 15%. Um, yeah, so so mm-hmm. the Epic Games are back on Steam, but it's like, God, this is just a mess. I mean, they're just... I mean, I mean it makes sense, but it's just like... What they're trying to do, I mean, like, eventually they might just pull the trigger and be like, oh, just kidding. everything's exclusive again. And then all the consumers get screwed, right? Like, it's not it's not going to be yeah. good for the consumer. If these companies have a disagreement, it's the consumer who gets screwed, not the companies. Um, right. So it's, uh, I don't know. I really don't know how this is going to play out. See, so
0: so, I'm curious. You, have you ever had an Android phone before? Uh,
1: no no
0: okay okay so it's interesting from the apple side of things it's pretty clear cut apple is the only app store there is no way to sideload apps there are actually i should say there are ways but not any ways that are going to work for the average consumer on the android side of things there are technically other app stores there's the google play store which is the biggest and by far the most well-known there's F Droid, and then there's a few other like open source app stores here and there that are kind of made by the community. Uh, the idea being it's not Google, and it also oftentimes gives a bigger revenue cut mm-hmm. than Google Play Store does. The interesting part about the Go- even the Android side of things, though, being as open as it is, and actually Epic actually puts this in their lawsuit. They say it makes it difficult to install alternate app stores, and Google makes it seems like it's mm-hmm. dangerous. Now. I would make the argument that's probably a pretty – on Google side of things, that's a pretty fair yeah. argument to make yeah. security-wise. But either way, even if you take that out of account, most users aren't going to switch yeah. their app store. And, and we saw – actually, Epic Games tried this. They tried to make you install Fortnite from their website on Android. And that worked horribly. It, it, it was the first time around they tried to do it. The Fortnite broke several times as you try to install it. Someone hijacked their website for a little bit and they were installing malware on the Fortnite <laughs> app installer. So when you install on your phone, it was yeah. it was terrible. it was bad. It was not mm-hmm. a great experience for the user. Um so it does it obviously doesn't work. And I think well, I think what they're trying Epic Games at the end of the day is trying to do they want you to be able to install the App Store from the Google Play Store or oh the Apple God. App Store, then install the app from that the Fort Fortnite for example from that app store on your device, and then I guess from there you kind of just do all transactions through the Epic Gate. Like it just That's a mess. That's it, a for mess. For me it would be Yeah. But how it sounds payment like a mess. To work, if you <laughs> How would payments work in any
1: way if you're buying it in the Epic Games app, but it's from the Google Play Store app? Who's getting paid in that situation? Does that mean the developers get screwed right. out of 60% of their
0: of their money? It doesn't make any sense. I, like, I, I feel like what, they're, what they really want is for them to be installed as, like, a pre-installed oh on phones. God. But... The, so Samsung does this. They have the Galaxy store. Yeah, but they it's own not the phone great. <laughs> for the most Yeah. I, my whore epic that, should make yeah. their own phone. Yeah. Make the yeah, Epic Games go. phone yeah. and just call it there. They'd be done. But they obviously yeah. don't want to do that. They just kind of want to like the argument has always been for Apple, why apples allowed to charge 30% or even Google's allowed to charge 30%. It's because they built mm-hmm. Android. Like like, like without like, with them building the, the market, there wouldn't be a market. Right. So they're allowed to do this. Right. So that's always been the argument. Now, granted, again, 30%, I could see being a little bit high, especially at this point. If you actually look, the Apple services side of things makes so much money. And the App Store is a money machine. By all accounts, objectively, it makes billions Mm -hmm. of dollars per year. It's insane. So I think the argument could be made. Maybe they could lose a little bit of profit there and cut it down a little bit. I think you could make that argument. The problem I have at the end of today is that's not what Epic Games wants. They, 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 that's the surface of what they want. But really, they just want to get all the mm-hmm. profits for themselves. And I don't particularly like that direction. You know,
1: I... Thinking of what you said about Fortnite being downloaded from, like, the browser for Android. Thinking about that, but on, like, Apple side of things... Oh, my God, that'd just be a nightmare. I mm-hmm. mean, like, when you download a ma- an app now from, like, Safari on your Mac, right? You get, like, 11 pop-ups. This right. is from the internet. Are you sure you want to open it? Like, this is from an <laughs> unidentified developer. Are you sure you want to open it? And it's like, oh, my God, you go through all these steps. I can't imagine doing all that on my phone for, like, one, oh, like, simple you know, note-taking app or something, right? Like, oh, my God, that'd just be such a mess. It's so mm-hmm. annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and you can see that, like, we'll go, go, like, uh, if you download, like, a... Like a an MDM profile off of Safari. That's actually a pretty good example of how that all looks. You download the profile. It doesn't actually work until you go into your settings it. Yeah. and you approve the profile. Right. That's the way that you've had to do. Like that's the way you have to install profile. Imagine trying to do that for every an app single app that and, you want. Oh my every god. Yes.
1: Yes. But you'd have and, and I I I doubt that they'd let you batch you know batch approve things because 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 then you oh, know, why would you no. want to use no. that
0: when you can use the App Store. Right. Like, and we're we're at that point now like and here's the thing. I don't like Epic Games. In particular because okay, two things. For one, everything they're doing is obviously <laughs> for their own intentions. I could I think they could care less about how that little developer on the app store feels yeah. about that 30% cut. Right. They don't care about that at all. In fact, they'd rather see you drown, especially if you're competing with them. Um the second thing is all of the campaigning they've been doing. From that 1984 ad to even the Fortnite in-game events, I don't know if you heard they're doing all these in-game events to promote this whole lawsuit (laughs) thing. Which, and to me, that comes off as their target is the Mm -hmm. kids, 12 to 14 year olds. That's the main demographic of Fortnite. That seems to be the the you know they're the demographic Mm -hmm. they're targeting. They're essentially trying to manipulate kids to dislike Apple and Google. For them so that Apple and Google it's will propaganda. change policies it's literally propaganda <laughs> it actually, it's not great um it is it's yeah it's, Fortnite. it's, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll have to see how
1: this plays out over the next I mean this lawsuit was gonna is gonna take a couple years I think like there's no way this is going to be done fast oh, yeah. um, no this is like the, the only way that I could see this being actually. done sooner is if EU is like nope, you have to open it up. Or if or if US, like, you have to open it up, then, like, this lawsuit basically ends. Right?
0: It seems like they're only suing in US. No, no, no. At least no. At the games. I, like, I know, Spotify but, but, but EU the has their yeah, own it's investigation
1: about the App Store right now as well. So if they force true, Apple to true. open up, then it, the lawsuit's kind of over. I mean, like, then they're just going to have to open up.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> so, they'll but, out. all right, yeah. anyways... We'll 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 be keeping an eye, and we'll be talking about this as it kind of mm. plays along. Let's go ahead and let's move on to another. Good lord, all these tech companies I, I getting know. banned. <laughs> Uber and Lyft getting. Oh, well, actually, Uber and Lyft aren't getting banned from California. They're just choosing to leave. Well, they were choosing to leave. They're no longer leaving mm-hmm. for the meantime, but they were going to leave after California forced them to consider their employee... their? I should say their drivers as yeah, full classify employees. them as employees. So they have to get minimum right. wage, they so, have to get
1: health insurance, they have to get um, right. uh, sick days and stuff like that. Uh, things that normal employees get instead of being uh, like, like freelance workers yes. that don't get any of that. Um, and basically right. Uber, before anything, once, once, the, once the hammer came down, they're like, all right, we're going to leave California and come back at some point with less drivers. And Lyft was just like, we're leaving. But uh, then they had... Uh, you, you can explain the rest of it. I forgot the rest of it. But go ahead. <laughs>
0: um, and then... They, like. So, the issue being... All right. If you don't know how these companies operate... This is not just Uber and Lyft. Uh, DoorDash, Uber Grubhub. Uber Eats, yeah, any, like of these, any of these... Yeah. Uber Eats, yeah. Any of these... Uh, I, I believe they refer to them as Rideshare Services as the official name. Basically, they're all contractors. They... Don't, as Louis said, they don't get the benefits of a normal employee, but that's also part of the reason that Uber and Lyft can function the way they do. They don't have to... Wrap. Uber still isn't me. profitable, so I mean, it doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> um, and it, so I'll, I'll put this from two perspectives. From Uber's side of things, it's a lot cheaper yeah. to not have well, to I pay for yeah. workers' healthcare insurance. Yeah. And to, and to some extent, not even pay mm-hmm. minimum wage. A, a Uber driver can get paid as low as seven to eight dollars for a, a you know, ride. like a, let's yeah. say a mile ride. Yeah, yeah. they don't, you know. There's that minimum like this is how much we need to make mm-hmm. sort of thing. Bottom line, but for the most part, you can kind of go as low yeah. as you want to go. The with uh, you know them be considered as employees, as you said, that would make it so well. All of a sudden, they have to get paid yeah. minimum wage when they're not so that driving
1: you're with. It's basically taxi right. 2.0. Um, I mean, that's what it's going to be. I, 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 I'm yeah, going to say that I'm going to guess ride shares across the board, including taxes, are going to go up. Right, like like in California mm-hmm. at least. In California at least, because yes. if Uber costs more and Lyft costs more, everyone start taking taxis. There's going to be less taxis. People are going to start. Right. They're going to start charging even more for taxi rides. It, it, it's just going to go up and up and up until it there's a plateau. Um, the, the problem is that, okay, well, let's go back a little bit. So they're, they're allowed to stay until November. Once the people of California vote on Proposition 22. And then once they vote, then, then they might have to leave. That's yeah, outside the fate. their fate. If if yeah. California's if people are like, yes, employees, then they're leaving for a while. Yes.
0: So, so let me, yeah, let me bring up. So that was the first side Very much from Uber Lyft side of things, how they see it. Let's talk about from the actual contractor side, the people who are doing yeah. the driving and the delivery and all that sort of thing. So most people that are taking on Uber or Lyft are generally taking it on as mm-hmm. a side gig. I know very few people that are taking it on as a full on job. I feel like you could make a decent amount. if you I have did actually go full talked to a lot of them. my
1: drivers, you know, in several states that I've been in. And mm-hmm. most of them actually have been like, yeah, I'm a full-time Uber driver. Like, I know a lot. They just don't they, have the health And they're like, I barely make any money. Like, I barely uh, make enough to feed, like, my two children or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, all right. Um, but it, right. it's interesting to see how many of them are actually full-time Uber Lyft drivers. It's very interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then they, like, they, they're, they're like, yeah, I make my money off of tips, basically. Like, that's how I make my money. So they have, like, the water uh, bottles. They have, like, the okay. chargers and stuff for everyone. Right. Yeah,
0: it's very interesting okay so that is kind of interesting Most of the ones i've talked to tend to mm. be part-time like they're they do it or as like they are studying at the same thing. time like university or something right 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 they just mm-hmm. want a bit of extra cash flow sort of thing so the interesting part is from their perspective at least not the full-time ones like the full-time ones maybe they do yeah, I want those, the i think those are the ones who've pushing something... for it the most that's probably why yeah. yeah but in terms of like the part-time ones and the ones that the students as you said I think a lot of those drivers might not want the full the full I'm going to say the responsibility of being a full <laughs> employee because sort of the nice thing about being an Uber or Lyft driver or Dash uh, DoorDash and all that, those sorts of things uh in particular is for one you can leave can whenever you want there yeah there's no obligation for you like for example if you work at uh you know a store of some sort you might you have to show up every day for your shift, and to leave you have to give your two week, and mm-hmm. it's a whole process to get in and out, sort of thing. With this, it's a lot more like oh, you drive, and then let's say one day you're like, you know, what? I I'm done. I don't really want to do a real lift. You kind of yeah. just leave and you're done. Or if you don't want to work a day, well, great, you can just choose not to put your hours in for that day and go do something else. Like there's no obligation mm-hmm. there for you to. There there is some incentive to be consistent right. and match up your hours. But at the same time, there's no, it's not, you're not obligated. There's no punishment. There's nothing that's holding you. You can take a week off and no one cares. HR doesn't call you and say, hey, where have you been for the last week? They don't care. They they pay you when you work and that's when you want to work and that's it. Yeah. Right. And that's the interesting other perspective that I think if California actually doesn't force Uber and Lyft and all these other companies to make their, their, essentially their contractors as Mm full-time employees... That benefit is lost, especially on those students and those part timers who are like, you know, I want to take this day off. All of a sudden they have to go through the whole process of contacting HR and putting in sick hours sort well, of thing. I'm trying to think if um, there's a way
1: to have a way in which they both exist. Um because like maybe maybe maybe, full-time maybe you have full time employees that actually have a schedule and stuff like that. But then you also have a separate part time freelance job that's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, like you not everyone can be in it. But people who want to just clock in, clock out, can when they want to and not get the full benefits and get paid a little bit less per hour. Right. And maybe they're just trying to make like like make like make, make what they make now. But then the mm. actual full time drivers drive, you know, nine to five, whatever their hours are. And they actually like, do work work, like, like, like have a full time job, basically. Sure.
0: Uh, and, you know, I i mm, see i struck with that because i'm not too familiar with california uh employ laws I, I i feel like in particular california employee laws tend to be okay.
1: well in california every law yeah, tends to be more yeah strict
0: california <laughs> yes um so the the interesting part about california's employee laws they tend to be out of i think most states a lot more strict maybe outside of like new york and all of that but uh, i I, it, I think it would be difficult to have a dual system like that especially because keep this in mind too that would require them to essentially have two different yeah. processes mm-hmm. for employees um and as you said uber is not exactly profitable even now under yeah. their current model um uh, and maybe that just needs more time to get mature well, you know the time, for that time, that the time is ticking i
1: mean more. they have till november
0: essentially <laughs> right so, and I guess the question, is, the other side of this, the, the way this argument goes, though, is in November, if Prop 22 doesn't get passed, there's just a chance they just don't operate in California. Mm-hmm. And slowly, all these rideshare services, these, uh, you know, not just Uber and Lyft, they just all leave. And I think the interesting part about it is I don't know how much California matters in the grand scheme. Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't think that much. I mean, like, obviously, it's a
1: huge population. It's like like 49 million people in that one in california alone so I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they did take a bit of a hit from not being in california i mean think about it california has the most amount of money per person um because i mean it's just so expensive to live there i mean a whole huge amount of people the only place that i could think that even or could even rival the amount of calls would be places like new york but even then they're limited by new york state or new york city so I really don't know how things are gonna play out for these companies if they can't be in California.
0: I see, and it's interesting, I think for the most part they'll probably be fine. Keep it in mind that these are not just US companies. They're pretty they become right. pretty right. international sort of thing. Right. So on the grand scheme, I, I am curious on how much California makes of their bottom line sure. sort of know. thing. Right. We don't know. And I I feel like, honestly speaking, if you were to break it down as like on a global scale, I imagine California is a pretty big percentage in comparison to a lot of other places.
1: The the GDP alone rivals most countries in the world.
0: (laughs) Right. But I do have to question at the same time how much... Like, at the end of the day, as we said with a lot of these other things, I think this just ends up hurting the consumer more. I think the consumer now loses basically your choice goes back to taxi. oh great you're taking that yellow taxi company which the yellow taxi company i think in every sense of the word was worse although you was.
1: know this just reminded me of the first time uh, a little bit of history lesson here uh this reminds me of the first time the carbon tax was introduced and they forced automakers to say you need to make more efficient cars and the automakers were like no we can't do this you're gonna break our entire system we're not gonna be profitable anymore it's gonna ruin everything and it actually made made it cheaper. It was actually cheaper for them to produce these fuel efficient cars, right? So I feel like maybe Uber right. and Lyft just don't want to change their ways. But if they can think of a new model, it'll actually be more profitable. You know, like like maybe it's not true. Like, like I, I it's speculative speculation. But you mm-hmm. never know. I mean, maybe they'll think of a great you know way to do both and be profitable, right? They're, like there is a way to do this. I think. True.
0: Now. And that's very true. And at the same time, people tend to be the most expensive of part course. of any company, though, too. Yeah, that's going to be and that'll be the interesting case, I think, in particular with Uber and Lyft, because it's an automotive type thing. I think that's the reason it might become much more mm-hmm. expensive than the average industry. Like, for example, if one of your drivers gets into an accident and they're a full time employee on the sh- on the clock, that essentially is yeah. a worker comp. Case. Well, I mean, you would. Which if you, and are, if you're
1: driving for a rider company, you would want that to be the case. Right. You don't want to pay your own insurance because you were gonna charge on your own sure. the company time.
0: Right. So, and and for the you know for the uh, driver. Yeah, the I great think for the driver, there should be it's some kinda level, kinda right? Yes, and in particular for that, like a truck driving company truck driving companies are some of the most lucrative companies mm-hmm. in the u.s that's a weird thing to say but they make a lot of money and ha- but there's not many trucks that get into accidents every year if they did that entire industry yeah. would go under real fast in the same way it is kind of interesting there are millions of car accidents mm-hmm. uh, a year here in the u.s alone Statis- like just by the statistics that they are and all that sort of thing I can't imagine, let's call, you know, maybe even 1% or 2% of those accidents Uber or Lyft drivers. That is a yeah. massive amount of money for Uber and Lyft to pay out, especially considering, as again, they're not, Uber in particular is not profitable. And I don't think Lyft is either for the meantime. Um, Wait, I have a question. And, Would Uber then hmm. ha- and Uber Lyft then have to pay
1: car insurance for the vehicle? Because it's... Not, it's not technically company property, but it's a company resource.
0: <laughs> that's hmm. see, that's a that hard heck... question. And yeah. the other thing, I was gonna say, and if it's a shared car too among like your family I mean, members, yeah, that's that no brings complicated. a whole other. like Lyft. So, Lyft has an interesting program where they actually have like a rent to car program, yeah. yeah. U- do Uber does too. Uber does too. Like, cars. Cars. you don't have a car, oh, oh we'll give two. you a car okay. and
1: you drive it for us, yeah,
0: <laughs> right. And I'm curious with those cars. I, I shouldn't look too far into the rental stuff. I'm curious if there are any, I guess, uh, fine tech sort of things with those rental cars, though. Like, are they allowed to share it with their family if, you know, their family needs to I drive that it. car around? Like, <laughs> I can't imagine they are. Yeah. Like, like, for the insurance, I for those type of cars, those rental cars, they can say, oh, the insurance covers this one right, person yeah. in that rental car. But if another person's driving that car and gets into an accident with it, I... The insurance church won't cover it. They just won't do. It. Like if you've ever if you've ever been in the U.S. and I know a lot of our, our audience tends to be U.S. audience, you know how insurance works in the states. And any excuse they can make to not pay for your car insurance, yeah. they're going to make. Yes, they have no mercy. So when I sort of look at it that way, like Uber and Lyft, I'm kind of like, if they make their their uh, their drivers employees, they're screwed. If they don't make them. A, employees it screws over the drivers Uh, at least the i would say the full-time ones again the part-time ones i'm a little bit more like they probably don't want to be considered employees they want to be able to leave and go back whenever they want to do and maybe some of the full-time i could see that perspective too they may not want to have that's part of the reason they're a full-time uber and lyft driver they don't want to be stuck in that cubicle or that sort of thing and all of a sudden now they're just stuck in their car all day instead a taxi they're essentially a taxi actually That's. Um, which was the whole thing Uber and Lyft were trying to destroy was the taxi industry, which they did a great mm-hmm. job of doing if you ever look at Vegas now. Um, so, I don't know. I, and, you know, we'll see in November how this whole thing plays out. A lot of this is sort of just waiting and seeing uh, This some, a lot of these early topics just because we're going to keep up with it. We're going to keep trying to keep you guys up to yeah. date. But I don't know. I, I, I do have... I am under the... Honestly speaking, I'm going to say... I think California is going to vote to keep Uber and Lyft as contracted drivers. Really? I think Prop 22 is going to pass. Hmm. Yes. And I think because for the average person, what they're seeing and the way Uber and Lyft has sort of turned this in their favor is they say, well, we're just going to leave. And all of a sudden, you're not going to have Uber or Lyft, which.
1: Yeah, I suppose you know, that's pretty big for the younger people. But once you're like in your mid 20s. I mean, like, especially right now,
0: who's <laughs> been who's been taking? How many people are taking Ubers right now?
1: right now it's kind of like oh i can live without it it's
0: fine right but but i will but i will say in particular um i will say in particular everyone in california even older people have used a uber or lyft because it's just convenient it's an app you download to your phone it's there it's ready to go if you get stuck i'm surprised that the
1: taxi cab industry hasn't just made their own app to do the same thing
0: <laughs> they
1: have a phone no, line. No, 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 no,
0: but, 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 real no, but quick. seriously, I mean, like, <laughs> I know. Why haven't the taxicab industries done an app to compete? I, I, you know, I think it might just be down to the fact it's sort of old industry uh, 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 entrenched in that sort I, of thing. They, they probably just don't want to change. Kind of like Blockbuster.
1: Ah, yeah. no one wants to stream movies.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah i i actually think that's exactly what it's like um what was the old uh the there's the blockbuster thing nobody's gonna want to stream movies oh, audio oh. industry that's what it was the audio industry when I- itunes first came out in the mm-hmm. early 2000s no one's gonna um, want to buy that music. whole license <laughs> no one's gonna want to buy digital music and then look at us now yeah, streaming oh music God. um I think it's sort of the same thing where they just didn't change fast enough with the times, and I, I would say I, I'm gonna make some assumptions. I'm gonna assume they may not have the resources anymore to. Yeah, I was gonna say they did a they huge cash
1: it, right? infusion to just get the infrastructure alone, the servers, you know, mm-hmm. to get the developers and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see why it, it's it's on this whole
0: case is gonna be very interesting mm-hmm. to see what it plays out. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if anybody else is going to jump on it, too, because California, as of right now, seems to be the only mm-hmm. state and the only, for U.S. in general, only country in, within the country that seems to be willing to kind of go well, for something. Well, I mean,
1: like I this. feel like for a lot of things, um, California trends to be first for some things. Not, not all things, but for some things, for tech, yeah. especially. I mean, like the California Privacy Act, you know, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised if they're the first one, and I won't be surprised if they're the last one, if they're not no. the last one.
0: Yeah, uh, it is curious to see. And again, we're gonna keep an eye on it. Yeah. We'll keep you guys up to date. Um, I, I, I will say I doubt that this gets an update for quite a bit until oh, yeah. November, because it, it, to be very clear, Uber and Lyft is still functioning in California as of today because uh, the basically the extension to make their their uh, drivers employees has been extended to November when the actual prop mm-hmm. is supposed to get passed. So we'll see how that plays out. But let's go ahead let's move on to something that is a little more future facing and that's something we actually kind of have some definitive huh. things for. Um, and that's iPadOS 14, iOS 14, and MacOS, uh, Big Sur. God, Big Sur yeah, is the worst bad. name they could have <laughs> chosen, but Big Sur. Um, and I guess let's start with, so we'll kind of start with context. Louie has been running all, all I've all been Including
1: watchOS, I've been running everything watch since OS, the day okay. they came out.
0: So I'm a, I have iOS uh, 14 and I've got watchOS 7. I do have I have some big surges and I to iPadOS I've seen but I haven't actually mm-hmm. played around with myself. So we're gonna kind of jump in a little bit. I think we're on beta five right. now for, for developer stuff. Least. I'm gonna yeah for public
1: for public beta is on public beta two I believe right now.
0: Yeah yeah so. Um and I'm I'm running on that public beta on my devices so uh I I'm on the most recent one that <laughs> just came out which they changed a bunch of icons. Yeah they're okay. Um but I guess let's start with probably the one that's going to affect the most people and that's mm-hmm, iOS right. 14. So big things uh you probably already heard about it but they got the widgets uh they've After. got the uh app drawer they're eventually going to allow you to change your default browser mm-hmm. and mail app thank goodness what a world we live in um i'll get back safari safari also got some updates but we'll kind of get back to why i think it might not matter uh-huh. at the end but anyways so that's kind of the big sweeping yeah. changes there's a bunch of smaller security things here and there stuff they're like changing. That,
1: yeah but mm-hmm. big stuff You you got
0: yeah so In terms, I I actually think, so I I was reading a Verge article when iOS 14 first came out in the developer beta. I think he made a good analogy. It allows you to complicate your iPhone, but if you don't want to, you can also just not complicate Mm -hmm. your iPhone because for all intents and purposes, you could actually update to iOS 14 and never use widgets or app drawer, and it will be the exact same experience as the previous version. And that's kind of neat because I think a lot of people aren't going to care for the features we're talking about here. um,
1: A picture in picture, that's a a big thing too. Oh, and the call bar. Mm. And the call bar and Siri
0: redesign. Yes. Um, Siri, I want to go into Siri later. She's 20,000 more questions. That's not enough though. It's just, no, it's still Siri. (laughs) Um... So, I actually i will say the biggest thing for me, and maybe the most clunky thing for me, it's a weird thing. So, the call mm-hmm. banners. So, when you get a phone call on iOS 14 now, it doesn't take up your whole screen anymore and hold you hostage. Uh, if you ever want to know how to hold somebody hostage who has an iPhone, just keep yeah. calling them and they're yeah. going to have no choice but to answer you. <laughs> um, but the new iOS 14 is basically going to make it like a notification network. Slides in from the top, you can click answer or decline, or even slide it away if you just want it mm-hmm. to keep ringing, which is great. Um, and that's been a great feature. I will say, the interesting part, and it, maybe this is something you just kind of have to get used to, hanging up the call after you're done with it, though, has been a little bit of a weird sort of, oh, you have to actually click the red button at the top yeah. of your screen thing still. I don't, I don't know if you've had um, that experience. Honestly, uh, not really. Most of the people
1: that I call, talk to, they, they end the call before I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So if you need to end the call it is kind of a weird muscle memory trick thing where you're like oh it's the call and and then you realize oh because you're in banner mode so yeah i've seen that yeah right Um, right so i it is a one of those weird little quirk things and again i think that's something you kind of just get used to i have noticed that um also in particular uh, and this is a beta thing totally a beta thing airpods and phone don't play nicely with each other on the beta Phone calls. Yeah, it's very strange to how it, how my like, yeah, it's been it having is, some right?
1: issues. Like, like, the call routing has been having issues, at least.
0: Um, yeah. So, and that, that's yeah, probably a beta thing, though, if we're going to be honest there. Um, the widgets. So, I'm curious. What is your opinion on the widgets? Because you haven't used the Android right. phone. I'm curious what your thoughts on I widgets on iOS are. like them to an extent. Like, the
1: weather app, like, the weather widget, the, um clock widget i like the maps mm-hmm. widget and then the battery widget i have on the top like the the big icon and then the, the medium icon mm-hmm. and then i wish the music one had buttons so i could skip songs like in yes. podcasts like I, I got i put it there and i was like this is so strange why can't i like the old widget i was able to do that and not the <laughs> new widget because they're you know i, I right. watched their uh the wwd sing on widgets they're like they're not mini apps they should not have mm-hmm. buttons it's like oh but I can't want to skip my music yes. <laughs>
0: right and it's weird because the today view apps were objectively worse than these widgets i think for the most part for the most part but i I, i'm in agreement with you it is kind of strange i actually think the most functional apps in the widgets are the ones you don't have to actually interact with (laughs) that seems like the weather app as you said you can kind of just see the weather there and it's great the battery app Mm -hmm. you can see it it's great Even calendar, if you just have your events Mm -hmm. listed out. Great, yeah. Works pretty well. As soon as you have to interact with the app, though, everything kind of is worse. Like, you click it and it opens up the Mm -hmm. main app. That's not an issue, except for the fact the whole point I have the widget there is so I don't have to open up the whole app. Well, I think the the point of the widget is that it's
1: there for a quick reference. And if you want to dive Mm -hmm. deeper, you can... Go into the app if you need to, so you don't need to have the app right. on your home screen. It can just be in your app drawer somewhere. Um, the one that I like—I don't know if you use the, the the photos one. Um, I like the photos yeah. one. It's cute. It's cool. Yeah, yeah little... um, that's nice. All all of my widgets are in stacks, and they auto scroll throughout the day. And honestly, mm-hmm. the scrolling, like the auto scroll, has been perfect. Like it, it like whenever I mm-hmm. want to see something, it knows exactly what I want to see when I want to see it. I don't know how it does that, but it's so yes. cool.
0: <laughs> that's cool and again that's one of those things you don't have to interact with you don't have to touch it it grows as yeah as soon as you touch it though everything it's weird it's like you know what it's like it's like a display at a museum you don't want to put your hands on the the glass and smudge up the Mm -hmm. whole display but if you just kind of look at it it's kind of beautiful and amazing like stacks is one of those things that only exists on ios Mm -hmm. as far as i'm aware and it works really well. And a lot of those widgets, even the way they look, yeah, they look great. They work really well. I'm just annoyed. As you said, though, if I, you want to put your music, mm-hmm. your music widget in, all of a sudden not be able to skip forward with it. Well, I think is weird. the issue isn't that
1: the music is the problem. I think it's that they need a now playing widget. Because that's what it was before yes. in today's view was a now playing thing. Because it could do podcasts, you know, Safari, all stuff like that. So that's what they mm. need to put as a widget. But then that contradicts their entire design philosophy about widget. About I widgets. was going to say. So it's just like a big yes. question mark.
0: <laughs> yes. Wid- widgets on Apple are glass display box. That's how I'm going to describe widgets for now. At least until maybe they decide to change that. Like if you lift the display box up and you, click, you, go, you actually touch the object, mm-hmm. the app in this case, it's great. You have the full in-depth experience, but... Widgets are kind of a glass. Like box. maybe it's they weird. need to. May, like, uh, maybe
1: they could just have like a swipe gesture or something. Like you swipe on the widget and it can do maybe. it. Maybe like like that. And but maybe you need buttons, and that would make the yeah. most sense. Like you could just swipe forward, swipe for back, and that's it. And then tap for pause, like that, like.
0: But that would. But I could see that being confusing because you swipe up and down to change the widgets. Yeah, though. but you swipe side to side that might to be... um
1: to to skip that and then tap to pause maybe.
0: Maybe, but they tried that with the Apple TV remote and that remote okay, is... Well that's, okay, but that's, that controls the entire interface. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole separate issue. Yes, okay, fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Um, I do want to bring up a feature, though, that I didn't think I would like as much and something that I'm kind... Of, that's kind of growing on me. I like Siri suggestions. Really? Um, the Apple huh. Siri suggestions. Y- yes. So that's... Wh- okay, so... If you take the time to train Siri... Tra- Siri's like a dog, by the way. She is... So Google Assistant is kind of like your child. Your <laughs> child picks up the, on things as they watch right. you do things. Like That's how Google Assistant and Alexa is for me anyways, for the most part. They, they kind of learn as they watch you do things. Creepy but cool. Uh, that's the way I'm going to describe it. But Siri's like a dog. If you hang the treat in front of Siri, Siri understands uh-huh. and Siri learns. If you don't give Siri anything, she learns absolutely nothing, though. Like... So, Serious Suggestions, if you actually use it, if you kind of click through your apps as you normally do on Serious Suggestions, she actually does learn. It, you just have to put it in front mm-hmm. of her and teach her. Um, the, thing, the weird thing, and Serious Suggestions, I think, is actually kind of cool. The one thing I wish, so on, if you put two Serious Suggestions on the same screen, it has two different roles, yeah, rows of apps. I'd hope so um and that's good that's great yeah it should it should do that the problem is if you put a third series suggestion on a different screen for example it duplicates to the first series suggestions you had on the first screen so basically you better have one screen of apps and that's it and then everything else is just normal widgets i or just have normal apps i guess which is kind of strange because i actually like series suggestions and i wish they would just and I actually submitted feedback and they're like, "No, that's how it's supposed to work." And I'm like, "Cool. That's mm-hmm. wonderful." Wait, um, so can you can you train each series a...
1: suggestion independently of each other? They train together. If they're on the same screen, right, they train right. but together. But if you have a, a st- uh, so let's say you have those two and then you have no. the third screen, can you use can you tell it to use other apps over time by teaching it? Okay. Absolutely
0: not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. So, uh, that, that is my one big complaint. Right. with Serious Judge. Other than that, honestly, it's been pretty on point. As long as you're willing to use it for the first week and not have it. Guess I didn't, I, I looked at it and I was like, is it going to move my apps? Does it move the apps around
1: every like other day? Does, you know, like, like, does it reorder them? Does it keep them in the same uh, it, spot? It,
0: like after it learns? So it's sort of, it's kind of like stacks. It kind of tries to guess what you're going to use based on time of day and where you are and all yeah. that sort of thing. It, the whole well, yeah it's weird but it works yeah. it actually in my opinion works as good if not better than some of the like on the pixel they have their app mm-hmm. guessing thing too in the app whatever uh when you do recent apps basically so what i'm gonna kind of bring that into app drawer app drawer is maybe one of the worst best things about the new really
1: okay i want to hear
0: this yes okay App is great. All, not all your apps have to be on uh-huh. home screen anymore. That's mm-hmm. the great thing about it. I love that. You, they, I don't know why mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing. It's great. I don't like the fact this is the very this. But then Apple kind of did the Apple thing with it, and it organizes it based on what Apple thinks the app and it gets the it wrong
1: sometimes. Be. Yes.
0: Yes. I don't like that. And I feel like, okay, so I would understand if Apple's like, okay, we're going to organize it for you first, and you can move an app if you think it's in the wrong spots. Yeah. That would be fine for me. But I <laughs> you give me that say. I, okay. app, yeah, Apple's not going to go I, I think though. I think it's
1: because um, some apps are just categorized incorrectly in the app store, and that's what it goes off of. So that's yes. the issue. Like, you can download a productivity app, and it'll end up in, like, creativity or something. It's like, no, that's not where I want it.
0: Yes. but But arguably, if, like, let's say Procreate is your your work app that's you're a designer of some sort or you do art for a living that is technically a right. productivity app yeah, or creative you, you app. Need to at <laughs> right but, yeah and that's that's actually my one biggest comp- i love the after the after should be a thing and they should keep it but they should allow you even if it's just on a one app by app basis yeah. you just yeah, move stuff be, around that'd be better than nothing. let you do I mean, that yeah yeah i would be in t- but as, as it stands right now i will say It's very hard to find some apps. Like I I will often just default to searching Mm. because I can't find the app in the app drawer. I I don't Um, have that issue. Unless it's like a new app that
1: I just downloaded and it's not recently added anymore because it's been like a week or two. Then I have Mm. to look for it. But if it's like my normal everyday apps that I use constantly every day, like I know exactly where they are on the
0: app drawer and it's pretty great. (laughs) And once again, serious suggestions if you use it. For the most part, actually pulls mm. the correct apps from the app drawer, and that's fine. It's just the one off weird app. Like, let's say I have a one food app I use every like few yeah. weeks or whatever. That's the one app that doesn't appear there, and I have to go searching for it. And who knows where that yeah. is in the app drawer? It's really, I don't. it's really, I have a comment. Um, it's really
1: funny when I go to the app drawer and I'm like thinking it's Spotlight, but it's not Spotlight. It's just searching the app drawer, and I'm like, mm. why is this working? And I'm like, oh, I'm in the app drawer, and I have to swipe away and then do it. That's really funny.
0: There's there's also two different searches in ios now there's swipe down on the Uh main home screen get that search and if you go to after there's also the after search now so essentially you have spotlight and less useful Yes,
1: i wish they would just both be spotlight
0: okay i yeah like it's just weird to me i i actually don't i'm not complaining about that that's totally fine i just it's kind of weird it's just a different
1: instead of just being the same
0: yeah um, I guess from there, I, I think, uh, unless you had any other kind of features that stood out to you. Or Not or really iOS. for iOS, no. Um,
1: oh, uh, Picture-in-Picture Picture is great for when I'm, like, just, like, browsing Reddit and I can, like, go on YouTube and watch a short video. It's pretty great.
0: <laughs> uh, I will say. Oh, that Picture and, uh, and uh, Picture FaceTime
1: Picture-in-Picture Picture too on iPhone is also amazing.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. What? I understand the whole YouTube thing, the Netflix. I get it, Apple. You didn't want your videos to be small for some reason. Why was FaceTime picture picture not a thing until for now? iPhone? I have no like, idea.
1: I think it. Was, I think it was just like, the philosophy of a video it, being small. <laughs> I,
0: I guess, but then I was over here. Like I always felt so about like you, Let's say you had a FaceTime on your iPhone. Um, you're like, oh, let me look something up. You swipe away. And that person's Paws, left with yeah. a big, yeah, me. Big, <laughs> not even actually, they weren't even left with your little. No symbol or whatever they were just left with pause i don't understand who who thought yes this is fine i don't want to see the other person at all well i mean it makes sense i mean like back
1: in the day when facetime came i mean this was impossible but i mean like if they had it on the ipad it should have been the thing on the iphone already because like we already had it i don't know why it took so long
0: yeah so and i guess this kind of leads us into a nice segue mm-hmm. into the iPad because I actually think out of all of the devices they updated on 14 or Big Sur or whatever, I think the iPad got the least amount Yeah, of stuff. yeah. Uh, except Scribbles. Scribbles the one Scribbles they pretty they great, got there. But, but everything, uh, yeah. Scribbles is great. Mean, like, I like,
1: I really hate that I can't put the widgets on the home screen aside from into today you, and I can only have, like, four. Yes.
0: Why? <laughs> also, so... Apple hasn't really touched multitasking on in the Ohio. iPad since they yeah. introduced yeah. iPadOS basically. And even then, iPadOS I think just introduced uh, floating window, right? I, I think they used they had split screen for a while before I iPadOS. I remember floating itself, window right?
1: before split screen. I
0: okay, remember so cause
1: th- I remember remember back so in high school before? you had like the, the special app drawer like you'd swipe, you would swipe it had like, a special right. app drawer. Yeah, and yes. and now it's yeah. Okay.
0: You're right. Okay. So uh, actually, even floating screen isn't new. So they really haven't touched multitasking no, I th- forever, I think that then, showed actually. Up
1: like two, three years ago, at the like, like, earliest, I think.
0: Okay. So that makes my whole argument even worse. That is the one part of i. There's two parts of iPadOS I still don't like. Multitasking mm-hmm. needs a revamp and a refresh. Uh, I wish I could have more. Than I want to have Windows. I want to have two Windows. I want Windows. Yes. Just give me a window. Windows would be wonderful. It's weird that Samsung... Samsung is a mess of itself. It's software tends to be, let's put everything into one thing and call it a day. I love Samsung mm-hmm. for that. They're great because they just throw everything in one thing. One thing they did right on their tablet compared to the iPad, which is a weird thing to say in a world where Android tablets are almost dead. They allow Samsung DeX exists on mm-hmm. their tablet. You can have windowed apps and move them around right. wherever you want on screen. And it's a pretty good experience. I mean, I don't personally own a Samsung tab. I have used one sparingly and. The Best Buy's I've Mm -hmm. gone to and stuff. It's a pretty good experience, actually. I have to give them some kudos. My question is, that tablet is... Apps on Android are basically Mm -hmm. dead. Why is it the iPad with all the apps and all... And for all intents and purposes, it is the best tablet on the market. Why can't the iPad do that? Yeah. And floating screen is okay. But in particular, if you're using touch, floating screen for me has been Yeah, it's been
1: very bad Uh, sometimes and i i also don't like how if you're doing the two multitasking the two window and then you have the floating screen on one side you're trying to write it goes away like it hides it it's like don't please stop doing that i want to be able to see everything at once thank you
0: (laughs) yes i I i'm in the same like i i don't i i understand maybe why apple doesn't want to do windows maybe they don't want it to be basically i i wasn't gonna say that but basically that um, I didn't want to be mean, but well, that's maybe, as far maybe as, like, there's no a way in, this,
1: in that way you can have both and not be a Mac. Maybe you could have your main screen like a full app, and then your floating dock you can resize to mm. whatever you want, but it's still the floating dock, or like or the floating the floating window, mm, right? But you I only see. have that one, and then you have you know, the two, and then the one. You you still have three windows. I feel like that would be enough, honestly. So, like who yeah. who needs four screens? you talking who about needs four windows open
0: at the same time, right? I was gonna say. <laughs> I would I love Me that, too. But <laughs> if, you, I, if you're you basically arguing that picture-in-picture mode should apply to all apps. Yes. Because picture-in-picture right. mode, you can yeah. move all around the screen. That'd be great. <laughs> it's basically that. So we know Apple has the technology. They just need the input yeah. to input it. Now. Yeah. I mean, um, that, it really would be that simple. And the other... Yeah. So that's multitasking. That's the one thing I don't like about the iPad right now. It's very... Thinny, yeah. yeah. Best, let's call it. The other thing I really don't like is the Files app. Um, so, if you're not... And I, I, I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to frame it like this. If you're not using iCloud Drive, the Files app is arguably the worst app yeah. on the iPad. Um, so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They, The only thing in the Files app, as far as I like can tell, that they did this year was allow you to access uh, Apple's encrypted storage through USB-C. Right. That seems to be that's the one thing they seem mm-hmm. to have updated outside of that the files app remains at least from my understanding basically mm-hmm. the same um now this wouldn't be an issue except like if you're trying to replace your computer with an iPad as Apple seems to want you to do, that's the one area that no matter what I do, no matter what apps I use, I cannot get the iPad to just play nicely yeah. with like. Okay, so in particular for us, for example, we record audio, and we're starting to get into a little Mm -hmm. bit of video. Now, those are huge files. Uh, We we tend to record in WAV files. We want the highest quality lossless compression type thing. So that's a lot. 700 megabytes is the average size of our file. This one's actually going to be a bit larger because we're testing something out here, but for all intents and purposes, 700 megabytes is our average. Try to move that in the files app on your iPad from any other, from the, let's say from the iPad itself to a cloud store that is an iCloud drive and watch the whole thing fall apart mm-hmm. real quickly. Unless you're using the, app, the, the native app, like if you're using Google Drive or OneDrive, the native app, it's fine. As soon as it goes from the files app to, let's say, the, app, the help, I think they call it a helper app in the files app, it doesn't. Yeah, it, especially. That's a I, huge thing. I don't thing. know if
1: you try to use like OneDrive or something within the files app. It's very strange, and and like um, I think I I don't know. You've heard of Plex, right? Plex media server. If you try to add documents to that, it like it's like this weird window pop up because it's not fully baked into the Files app. It's it's a lot of apps like that. It's very strange, and I don't like it whatsoever. And like, there's all there's already alternatives to the Files app. There's the Documents app by um, Mm Readle, I think uh, at I tried it. Readle, yeah. I don't like it either. I think it just inherently, it's, file management on the iPad is just going to inherently be difficult until Apple figures out a way to make it more like Finder and just as seamless as Finder.
0: Yes. But, the, but again, I think as you said, I don't know if they're going to want to do that because all of a sudden that makes the iPad, in a sense, as good as a Mac. And that's...
1: I don't know, if I don't they, know what they weird. want to do. That's the problem. Seem, like, everything yeah. is just so conflicting because sometimes it's like, yes, it's, it can be a replacement. Yes. And then other times it's like,
0: oh, just kidding. This
1: doesn't work all the way.
0: <laughs> we, we haven't really spoken about Apple Silicon and I'm not going to go too far into uh-huh. it as a topic. But now with the release of Apple Silicon, the iPad's place in Apple's lineup is now at its most confusing point though. It really, it is, it's difficult. Here's the thing. If you draw, there's, very few tablets like in our maps yet, but I actually am going to say very few. I think the uh, Samsung's most recent tablet actually has a chance to oh actually yeah iPad it looks very orders. promising Probably. although the yeah okay the, 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 the pen
1: placement though come on
0: <laughs> it's a little interesting they didn't want to copy apple i it might be better because holding the, the tablet might be better I can't speak to that, but <laughs> we'll see if they can make a comeback maybe either way between it's basically the iPad and that tablet and maybe. I don't know if there's any other tablets actually. I'll just put it like that. But that's But the interesting question there is, well, Apple wants you to use the iPad. They don't they actually seem to want to move away from the Mac as a main product. Or they did anyways, I'll put it like that. They used it, that's the way they seem to want to do it. Now they're updating the Macs with Apple Silicon. As we said before, we said we kinda said we were gonna come back around to this. The app store is not gonna be the only way to get apps on the Mm -hmm. Mac too. The only thing they're not giving to the Mac is a touch screen and a pen. Everything else, as far as services, as far as apps, as far as even power they're going to be giving to the Mac compared to the iPad. It's really difficult now to say, what is the iPad in the world where the Mac exists well, with Apple Silicon? I, I
1: don't think we're going to have an answer to that question until they've fully moved on to Apple Silicon and we can see the power of these chips. True. Because I doubt they're gonna be putting the same chips in the Macs as they are in the, in the iPad. I mean, there's just no way. But um, no. and then we'll, and then maybe then we'll know a little bit more where the iPad will fit. We'll see if they continue mm. the laptop line. Like, we'll, like we'll we'll see how. There's really no way of knowing until the transition is complete. Um, but I don't know if you saw, but there was yeah. a leaked Geekbench uh, score for the A14 X. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting ship. Yeah, it's rivaling the I-9 in performance from that. I was like, whoa, that's wild.
0: See, it's interesting though. we talk about performance because it's written on the ARM architecture. It does raise the question, though, what powerful program is actually going to be able to run on the ship when it first comes out? Now, Apple says Logic, at least in uh, Final Cut, seems to be their intentions as of right now. Um, And Adobe... adobe says they want to get it running by the time it releases considering the fact adobe stuff doesn't run well on current stuff any platform we'll see how that (laughs) all pans out yeah um so i and actually it brings up another question with the mac basically going full app store with no other alternatives a company like adobe I guarantee you, 110% will not go on the App Store because Wait, of that 30% why? time. why? Since when is Mac going
1: 100% App Store?
0: Why? Well, so let's put it like this. It's right. going to ARM. There, as far, There is going to be no program on the web that is going to run I'd on go ARM back. straight up the Well, when comes it, out it comes out, of course, not. Yes, yes. I mean... So, is it crazy? Okay, so, okay, Louis, okay, okay. hear me out, though. Is it crazy to think Apple, one of Apple's intentions of switching Apple Silicon beyond all their flashy marketing is to consolidate everything? Okay, but wouldn't. okay, but if you think Think about about it even
1: more, considering they're currently in a lawsuit against this, it wouldn't make sense to pull this move in the middle of
0: a lawsuit. Okay, we've talked about this before, though. They did it. We've actually talked about this off record a little bit. Uh, specifically in reference to the Tile thing. Tile was suing them in the EU because the Find My app, uh, is infringing they, on Tile. But with the new software, sort of they just
1: allowed Tile app to be able to use Find My. Sure.
0: <laughs> and Tile was still suing them, and we both agreed that at the end of the day, Apple probably doesn't care about that That's true, Apple.
1: yeah, they're probably just gonna do whatever the hell they want. So,
0: I was gonna say, so, here's the thing, and I actually... In the current Mac setup, actually, a default on the Mac. If you've never had a Mac before, the default setting is that whenever you install an app that is outside of the App Store, that is unsigned. Yeah, I, should, unsigned. I should clarify that. If, they, if it's unsigned, they make you go into the settings under their security and oh, actually way. approve the yeah, app, essentially. Um, it would not be crazy if sometime down the line, we have, they have two years to do it, Apple decides we're not handing out third-party certificates anymore. And the only way to get a approved certificate is to go through the App Store. God. So uh, it's, it's just that's going sh- to destroy, destroy entire Apple
1: economies. If... I mean, think of like
0: set app on the Mac. That's yes. gonna
1: destroy that whole platform.
0: Yes, but think about it. It makes sense. Why, what incentive does Apple have to keep the Mac open to, to Safari yeah. apps? What What's the incentive? They they have to deal with creating things like Gatekeeper, their security software, and they have to deal with unsigned developers versus signed developers. This all of a sudden just consolidates it all to the App Store in the App Store alone, nothing else. And Safari basically, like this use of Safari web apps. That's a bad um, you're gonna, you're gonna I, They're gonna piss a lot I, of people off. I, I would say yes, but then the iPhone is one of the most successful phones on the planet, and the iPad is the no, only but tablet. They st- but they with started with successful. only
1: the App Store. The Mac didn't yes. start with the App Store.
0: But, I mean, again, we're, look at the Mac okay. now, though. Uh, Mac, we're going to go to Mac, I agree Mac OS with fix, you. Sir. But then think of big-budget Hollywood Studios. Sure. Where are they
1: going to get their programs from? Where are they going to get their Where are they going to get their a- niche programs from if if they're not going to be able to uh-huh. install from Safari on Mac? They're buying a Mac. They're using Final Cut. <laughs> okay, true. But what about like audio? What about like audio? Like, other than Final Cut, you still need other. You still need other plugins. You need still need other things that you have to be able to download. Sometimes you need separate audios. If you have other hardware, you're going to need that software too. Right? Not everything is gonna come onto the app store. I c I can't think that, you know, a really niche, expensive product will suddenly have an has a program that for software is suddenly gonna have it on the app store. Like I don't think that'll ever happen. So they're gonna have to really know that they're gonna lose a big chunk of their market if they're gonna do that. Especially the people who actually have the money to pay for big stuff like the Mac Pro.
0: You're absolutely correct. But I would argue we've talked about this before. The person who buys a Mac. Generally speaking, and those studios that buy Macs are the people that are in that Apple ecosystem already. Their whole reason they use a Mac no, a lot of the time is because it delivers no, better experiences right. in a lot of those does, It doesn't mean that
1: every program they use is already in the App Store. It does not mean that.
0: But, so, it doesn't. It doesn't, but at the end of the day, those studios are the, they're the ones who are buying those devices with those right. intentions. I actually, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a pretty wide claim here I'm going to say the majority of video making studios, production studios, things like that, music studios, all those types of things. I would say if they've bought a Mac before, the whole reason they buy it is to use a program like Logic. They're probably not buying it to use the Adobe Suite, which you can buy a Windows PC for cheaper and it'll run better on Windows. That's just the way that market is. And I would say if you're buying a Mac Pro, for example, for your audio studio or your, your video studio, you are probably using Logic and you're probably using the plugins that Logic gives you. Maybe you'll use it a, a weird niche program here and there, but for the most part, you're staying within mm-hmm. Logic. You're probably not going outside of there. Um, that's sort of the way I view it. And honestly speaking, I would assume that's, if you're a studio that's throwing down those big bucks in the first place, you probably it's, don't care yourself, honestly. It's I'm just such honest. a
1: gamble for them to cut off such a big market of applications because uh okay well maybe uh, i don't know how they would go about this though to do to to, to <laughs> not upset so many people i mean uh yeah there's not really a, a good way there's uh, y- not really yes. a good way
0: to do this i think they no. know
1: that I th- they, they definitely know that
0: but but again, if you're in that ecosystem, and here's the thing: if those studios push a lot of those uh, those tools, are going to move to the app store anyways. That's I don't true. think there's really I much mean, choice if, if there. If big
1: bunch of studios buy yeah. Max and and then they can't use the programs, they're going to be like, "Hey, Dev, you need to come on yes. the app store," and
0: they're going to have to. Yes. And- I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I think Apple wins regardless of yeah. how you frame this. Apple's going to either get a thirty percent cut. They're going to increase security on the Mac by basically. There's going to be no device yeah. that's going to be yeah. as secure as a Mac with Apple Silicon. Uh, there's not any viruses written for Apple Silicon at the moment. Maybe later. And you know, but for be, now, be, I, I, it would be so Apple tough wins. to get that through the Apple App Store too. I mean, they are.
1: I mean, True. they they really go through that code. So, we
0: we. We've seen apps get banned off the App Store for not yeah, a I know. Method. I don't think they have any mercy god, that'd be for crazy. someone doesn't their standards. Make,
1: it would Oh my god. It would make them through programs at least like unaccessible, essentially. Through through normal means yes. like, like 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 viruses and stuff. Us, like wow, Pretty that's crazy.
0: Much. We saw windows try to do this it didn't go well with the windows store but apple has the advantage yeah, of their apple. their apple
1: yeah i mean they, they, they
0: already they've already they already have yeah. you know two have,
1: of their three devices yeah. closed off so why not on another
0: <laughs>
1: yeah and ios app store is huge yeah, it's, it's the, huge. the second largest app store on the planet and it's yeah to now that now too. that they can do uh mind? now that they can run iphone and ipad apps natively oof yeah all right
0: but anyways, uh, we had a few other times we want to talk about, but we are a little bit over today. So we'll leave those for, I think we're we'll going leave those yeah. for the next one. Uh, we got some folding phone ones, Surface Duo's out and all that, but we'll talk about that later. Um, anyways, so we do want to announce some news from internal. We're not going to keep it too long. We know you guys have been with us this whole time. Thank you been yes, here you. the whole time, by the way. Um, Louie, since you're you're a little bit more involved with this, do you want to talk about the new video format? Right. So, everyone,
1: we are going to be expanding to YouTube. Um, We're going to be doing some special videos on there. Um, We have some really fun stuff planned for the next coming months. Um, We're going to be releasing our first video on August 31st, which, oh, well, by the time this gets posted, that will have passed. Um, But hey. Come watch the video because it's already been posted. Um, we're going re- to be trying to post um, weekly, I believe. Um, we're going to be having uh, some pretty fun stuff and then some pretty formal stuff as well. Uh, so think of, I don't know, just it'll be fun. Uh, we're definitely going to be posting some. We're gonna, also going to be doing uh, video podcasts. So this might be the first one. You might see some clips from this. Um, and uh, if you're interested, come check us out on YouTube. Um, our artificial talk, It'll, everything will be listed in the notes, um, all the links and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, we should um, it should be fun. So uh, come check us out. If you have any video just su- suggestions, of course, you know, put it in the comments. Um, and anything else, Tristan?
0: so uh yeah follow us on social media facebook twitter instagram all those links will be posted in the description below alongside the new youtube channel there's gonna be nothing on there though so you can be an early yep. arrival i guess <laughs> if you want to go there um outside of that uh we're gonna try to do these on i think they should have announced it last week but we're gonna be on a bi-weekly yes, basis podcast. um yeah, and we'll we'll play around with that and see where that fits mm-hmm. best. Uh, we are kind of restructuring things to uh, make it a little bit more uh, seamless for you guys and hopefully a little more mm-hmm. consistent too. So, uh, outside of that, keep tuned. There'll be a new episode up relatively soon. And yeah, so... And we'll talk a lot more about antitrust stuff that is growing in number. Yep. It is that's fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the App Store, st- uh, App Store stuff is the most interesting to talk about, though. So we'll definitely come back around to that as things play out. Um, but, anyways, uh, we'll see you guys yep. two weeks yeah, from now, two weeks actually. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. everyone. Bye. Bye.